And now, gambling terms. Push, a wager that results in a tie. Even money. Bet with the same payout as you wager. Legit. Knowing where it's truly legal to gamble in Colorado. You can enjoy legal gaming in Blackhawk, Central City, Cripple Creek, as well as licensed online sports and off-track betting in Colorado. Play legit and gamble only where it's legal. Learn more now at playlegitco.com. A message from the Colorado Division of Gaming. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Block. I'm Austin Norman. He's Eric Strickland. Two separate places talking about one game. That's Nebraska and Minnesota. Again, any thoughts you have on the Husker offense, that's what we're diving into now. 402-464-5685 or drop a comment on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. All right, Strick, let's go through the good of the offense. Cool. Let's move on to the bad of the offense. I'm kidding. Gabe Irvin was solid. Uh, Seven carries for 55 yards. Not elite, but that'll that'll get the job done, especially if you take out the the 27-yard run, which was half his total. Six carries for 28 yards is fine. Um, Only two carries in the first half. It was better in the second half. I'm not worried about Gabe Irvin. Ramir Johnson looks like he's going to play a role for this team on third downs. He looked really comfortable out of the backfield. Jeff Sims liked him. But we have to focus on Anthony Grant. Even though he's RB3 on the depth chart, you don't want to put the game on one young man's shoulders. There are plenty of other plays to be made. But like you were talking about with Hartzog, right, and losing his outside leverage, the one thing that you can't do in that situation, Anthony Grant had something like that happen just before. He's got to know the reason he's RB3 is because of fumbles. And what is he doing? Going into traffic with one hand on the ball and the other hand out here, right? Mm-hmm. Have a sense of who you are, where you are, what's going on in the moment. You know you're not going to bust that for a home run. There's too much traffic. Two hands on the ball, keep the legs driving. Again, just another instance of a Nebraska player losing sense of the moment. That, that's that's a great point. And, you know, as I as I dip into that um, – Ryan in Nashville on the Sutter Hammond text line, you know, makes a point. He talks about um, the tight ends and he talks about the the team and he actually likes Jeff Sims. Okay, cool. All right. I personally think he's okay. I actually think that Casey Thompson would have been better, especially when you need a quarterback with a little bit more pinpoint and a little bit more accuracy. Right. Mm -hmm. One thing that he can do. Okay. Our receivers are not very good. And I said that. I I said that on the show. I said, this is going to be the issue because Jeff Sims is not an accurate quarterback. The receivers and the tight ends have trouble creating space. And the only one that really caught in space, he threw a couple of good darts. And that was one, uh, a couple of them to Marcus Washington, where he threw it nice and low. Now, Here's where I have a problem with Jeff Sims. This is where my issue is with with Sims. 
He stares down the receivers he's trying to go to. Look, every defense in the Big Ten, I don't care if it's La Tech, I don't care who it is. Every defensive scheme is going to possibly be in, make him think he's doing something, drop out of it, make sure our safeties have eyes in the backfield so that we can make plays against the Huskers. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I'm a defensive guy, that's what I'm doing because Newbin is one of the best safeties in the country. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going to get away with a slant one time. It works. And you're going to come back to that same thing. And a DB like Newbin is not going to pick up on that. So he's standing there watching. He's like, oh, he's going this way. Slide, slide, slide. Oh, route pattern. I see route pattern. Jump it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, they would have they they got him if they would have did a slant and go. But situation, time, and score is move chains. That's why good DBs do what they do. You know what they're trying to do. And here's, here's where one of our DBs caught Calic Menace. And it's Omar Brown, yep. one of the best DBs on our team. I think he should get more play. But he, he, he did the same thing. He read a route pattern, jumped it, and made a play. But that's the problem with Jeff Sims. He can't read the anything outside of where he's supposed to go. Because guess what happened in the touchdown? This is this is addressing your question, um, uh, Ryan from Nashville. I thought they should have went for that play, Austin. I thought I thought I thought you have eight seconds. You have a chance. You're on the road, or eleven seconds. Mm-hmm. You're on the road. You go for that, right? Now they run a pretty good play. They run a stick route. They run a stick route. A stick route is one where. You have pretty much a bunch kind of set, whether it be with the tight end tight or or off or whatever. But you have two receivers on that side, and they ran a little stick route where I think they ran one over the middle. They kind of ran one with the that, that ran that uh, corner pattern that they threw the interception to. But the tight end dropped and stopped just over the freaking – I don't know if it was Fadone or who it was. I think it was Borkatcher. It was Borkatcher. He dropped and stopped right over the line. Butt naked. Now, if you're reading the defense as Sim should have been, the minute Borkatcher turns, you know that no linebacker could get to him. They're 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 kind of man up, but the freaking uh, receiver dropped off. So even if you missed the first read, he still was open when you freaking threw the corner pattern. So for me, how the freak do you miss that? You could have either hit him on the first stick. When you missed him, there's no way you throw that corner pattern. There's two two DBs there. You come right back and drop it on them. And then if that's not there, you throw that doggone thing out of bounds mm-hmm. and you got a field goal. So I, it, it, that's going to be the problem for me because I don't know if he's going to be able to make those adjustments in season. Right. I'm glad you brought that up too because, Ryan, as I, as I read that and was thinking about how to address it, I'm with Strick in that I it, it's the right – move the right coaching decision to run a play there. You have 11 seconds in the half. You have time for at least one shot, maybe two, right? If it's a four-second play, another four-second play, give yourself a second crack at it, and then you kick the field goal, right? Keeping the offense on the field there wasn't even just the right decision. It's the only decision. The wrong decision 
came from the quarterback, right? The the pass itself was terrible. First of all, he didn't see the second defensive back. And even Strick, if that guy that intercepted the pass isn't there, I don't think that ball was getting through. The the no. defensive back was draped on the receiver over back, it. and it wasn't thrown yeah. where only the receiver could get it. It was going to land in the end Come zone. short anyway. Yeah. 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 That play's got to be like the one Calic managed through to um, – Gosh darn it. Somebody told me who the, the receiver was um, in the text line. Please forgive me. Um, but whoever caught that pass, Calic managed through the perfect pass because either his guy was going to get it or it was going to go out of bounds and we got mm-hmm. another shot. There was no way Malcolm yeah, Daniel Jackson. was going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Dan- Daniel Jackson. Okay. Um, there's no way he was going to get to it. He, Jackson just made a great play. Yeah. Um, so – you're right. Sims didn't throw the right ball regardless. It wasn't the right ball to throw. So, Ryan, I think you're framing this in the wrong way, right? Think about what we're saying. And what we're saying is that, yes, it resulted in a pick, right? It's, it was either points or no points. Nebraska got no points out of it. And that's a problem that Nebraska got no points. But here's the thing. Say Nebraska kicks that field goal. The first thing we're asking is, why didn't you run a play? Why don't you trust your offense? You're six yards away. You don't think you can get six yards in eight seconds? We're second-guessing that decision if he kicks the field goal right away. So, yes, looking back, you'd rather have three points than no points. But if you have the chance to go for seven and you can give yourself two chances at seven, you absolutely take that. Just because Jeff Sims made the wrong decision doesn't mean that Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield made the wrong decision, right? That's facts. The the fact that Nebraska didn't score isn't on the decision to leave the offense out there. That's on the quarterback making a bad decision. And Strick, I'm glad you brought up the the difference in throws between Kaliak Manises and Sims, but also Omar Brown's interception and Tyler Newbins, right? Omar Brown made a great play. He was running to the far side of the field. He undercut the route. He jumped it, right? Newbin, you can give him credit for making a good play on that one, but I, I'm going to blame Jeff Sims more for locking on the receiver yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. But even yeah. the first you two- look him all. If you're going to talk with man, then go ahead. I'm shut up. I was just going to say, Minnesota's interceptions, to me, didn't take a lot of defensive skill. The first one... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Kemp was covered. You tried to throw it into bracket coverage. That pass isn't getting through. The second one, you completely miss a DB and make the wrong throw. And on the third one, you stare a guy down. To me, that wasn't great defense. That was a shortcoming from the quarterback, more so than anything Minnesota did. Absolutely. There's, there's, this is why I'm scared. This is why I'm not worried because actually I'm not worried because I'm on the defensive side. I'm worried that the offense at some point is going to get very stagnant again, like last year and are not going to be able to move the change. This is why the defense was so good last night. They were able Mm -hmm. to actually move the chains against first downs. So um, yes, uh, there's some people that said on the, on the uh, text line on the Sardar text line that Casey Thompson is not a running quarterback. Okay. I get that. I'm, I understand. I understand that their offense is trying to transition to a little bit something else. Well, then whoever the quarterback coach is has got 
to coach should have been teaching that. You have to be able to look that guy off. If you know you got zone, like to me, when um, Jeff Sims was looking around, he looked like it looked like what is he looking at? Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't a focus on the look. Like even myself, because I played DB when I played football, I was a DB, so I I'm I'm always picking up signs, you know, signals. Okay, oh, they're gonna run this way. I can kind of I you know just watching right, but. Sims looked like he was just kind of just like no purpose in the look, right? Like if a guy goes in motion on our guy that a couple times Kent went into motion, you knew it was going to be a zone. Like I, I knew immediately, oh, there's this is going to be some form of a zone. They're not following him and across the pattern. Someone's backing up. Zone tell. There's some zone, right? So at that point, your focus has to change from – one, two, three, to look off, check, drop off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a quarterback. <laughs> but my just just understanding the game, I have to know if I if my primary is here, I have to look this way. And if it's a dig right on that side, I can look that way and fake throw it. Just half, just half like this makes him. Go that way because that's that's his coverage. It looked to me like it was a cover three. Make him go that way. Come back here and bow on a rope. If because he had uh, he had the leverage at that point. Because guess why? He's he's outside leveraging because he knows he's got inside help. And, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I'm not even a football player. I mean, I played football, but I'm not a football <laughs> player. That's just something you know that just you pick up, just understanding the game. Absolutely. The other thing I think we need to mention, too, on Jeff Sims is just how much was put on his plate in the run game. And I get it. It was one of Nebraska's more successful plays. He had a couple nice reads. The one in the the first quarter, Nebraska's backed up against his own goal line. You sneak it forward. Then you run a zone read. He picks up 30-some yards on it. That's nice as a changeup. But to run the quarterback as much as you did, again, it's not to excuse away the interceptions, but Strick, at some point, even if the quarterback's the best option, Nebraska can't put that much on the quarterback's plate, right? I'm sure the fatigue weighs on these guys. Again, get in better shape, find a way to fight through the mental fatigue and make the right play. I get it. But we've seen this for the last at least five years with Adrian Martinez and now through one game of Jeff Sims, is that the quarterback is asked to do so much. There's the only consistent playmaker. It's kind of a high school offense feel at times where it's get your best player the ball and let him go to work. Jeff Sims and Adrian Martinez, I don't think are nearly as explosive of runners as Taylor Martinez is. But to me, if you're going to have a running quarterback, you need that explosive element so they can take it to the house in one play and not get tackled four, five, six times on the same drive. That fatigue, those hits, they they have to wear on a guy, even as athletic and as big as Jeff Sims is. So at some point, if I'm Marcus Satterfield, I'm biting the bullet, saying I know we can get four or five yards in the first, second quarter with Jeff Sims on the ground, and that's important. But let's keep feeding Gabe Irvin, who's averaging four and a half yards a carry. Let's give Ramir Johnson a crack at it. Let's see if we can, you know, get Billy Kemp involved in, you know, creative ways. Jalen Lloyd on a reverse, you know. You can't run that every play, but give him different looks. Just keeping the ball in Jeff Sims' hands wasn't the only reason he threw a couple bad interceptions, but maybe if he's fresher, things go a little different. Well, I will say that just from a basketball perspective, I can tell you for sure 
that um, when you're getting pounded like in the post or you're you're having to chase and cover, when you get into the fourth quarter and you're not fresh, your decision-making can change. You begin to settle. Uh, this is where some people had problems with LeBron James at times because playing so many minutes, you get into the fourth quarter, you begin to settle, and you start either taking or passing up jump shots uh, in, in the last. So in a similar matter in the fourth quarter, it's no difference. This is where fumbles come in. Mm-hmm. This is where penalties come in. This is why the best and the most conditioned teams in football are ones that that usually uh, win the fourth quarter and win the game, whether it be by getting more push, getting more run, getting bigger chunks, you know, things of that nature. The fresher team usually makes the better decisions in those instances. Absolutely. And Strick, to, to continue the basketball point there, too, there's a reason that you know, in like the, the Cavs Warriors finals, the Cavs went after Steph Curry, right? Yeah, he was smaller than everyone else, and it made sense from that perspective. But they also understood that Steph Curry is the offensive engine that Golden State revolves around, for example. The more you hit him, the more you take out his legs on defense, make him go into the post, make him run around. As good a shape as Steph Curry is in, if you can save a defender two, three steps, you know, on the other side on him, that goes so far. And you're doing that in the first, second, third quarter. So by the time you get to the fourth, it's the concept. It's the exact same in football with a quarterback, with Jeff Sims being asked to do so much. Every hit you ask him to take in the first quarter is one that he's going to be less willing to take and take more out of him in the fourth quarter when you say you want to be the strongest team. Yeah, and and, and this is what made those former Nebraska teams so great is, you know, Amon Green and uh, Lawrence Phillips and those guys – you know, three, four yards, you know, early on. Okay, you're you're hanging there. Good. I mean, I'm talking about good, good teams. You hang in there, but boy, oh boy, by the third quarter, that speed and them two two twenty-five pounds that have been bruising you for the first two quarters, and they the big linemen, the big pipeline have been laying on you for the first three quarters. Whew, things start to break. Pow! All of a sudden you see one pop. Counter, pow. All of a sudden, you see one pop. Option, pow! All of a sudden, now you're down 21 points, 30 mm-hmm. points, and it happened just in the second half because you just didn't have the wherewithal to stay in the in there in the trenches and continue to battle it out. That's how it happened. We spent a lot of time talking about Jeff Sims and a couple of the running backs, but everyone has to be better. The offensive line, to me, wasn't the problem, but it can be better. The wide receivers have to find a way to make it work, right? Just because you're not more athletic doesn't mean you don't have an advantage somewhere. Figure out yeah. what that advantage is. Take advantage of it. Oh, last last thing before we hit, uh, hit a break, Strick. Heinrich Harburg being used as tight end. He had more catches than Thomas Fedoni did. He had the same number of catches as Nate Borkature. It's one thing to be creative, but if he's your backup quarterback, I don't love putting him in there at tight end, especially if you're high on Borkature and Fedoni. But if you're not high on Borkature and Fedoni and you're relying on Heinrich Harburg to catch the ball... That tells me the tight end room is either in some trouble or Nebraska was trying to get too cute. Oh, uh, yeah, but I'll also say, hey, if if he's a good athlete, get him out there at some point because you're going to need somebody to do something. But here's the, other, the flip side of that. I would say at some point, if this continues, if they lose to Colorado and then they struggle in the next games that they should win, I say – Find a way to switch Jeff Sims and put him somewhere and put Harburg in there with that big arm. I don't care about running at this point. You got to figure out a way to move chains and move the ball 
and you got to get some accuracy on those throws. But, you know, uh, we'll see. Absolutely. A uh, question on the text line, where was Fedoni? He played a lot. I think 39 snaps, Nick said, but just didn't have a catch, which <laughs> is a problem. A guy like that should be a matchup problem for linebackers across the country. He's not yet. Hasn't played a lot of football. That's definitely a storyline to monitor as we go through the rest of the season. We'll take a break. When we get back, did you know team switch conferences today? Uh, yeah, the ACC added three teams to its ledger starting in the 2024-25 school year. We'll touch on that briefly to round out our one of On the Block next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.